There's no greater reminder than what Ellie just saying that the more we seek him, the more we find him, especially on this 233rd anniversary of the church. Join me as we pray this morning. Father, we pray that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for this beautiful message sung by a beautiful voice that you've given to a beautiful girl. And we're so honored that she shares that because of her love for you. Thank you again for your presence in this place. And again, may we honor and glorify your name. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. We're so glad you've joined us today. Thank you for joining us for worship, whether you're here in the sanctuary or whether you've joined us by live stream. We welcome you and we thank you for your presence here today. If you are a guest, we welcome you and I'll remind all of you that in front of you, you will find a QR code and all you need to do is hold your camera up to it and it'll take you to a website. A little uh, website will pop up and you just punch that and um, it will take you to your digital connect card, which is our uh, card for guests. It'll take you to news and announcements. It'll take you to prayer requests. You just click on whatever is on that page and it'll give you all the information you need. But we're glad you're here today. And for those of you, if this is your first time back uh, since we've been gathering, to regathering, we welcome you. We're glad to see more familiar faces today in more familiar places. But thank you for joining us. Why don't you take a minute to greet those around you in the name of the Lord, and then we'll join together in singing. And now you join as we sing together, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Now you join as we continue in worship together. Your love is amazing, steady and unchanged. 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we praise God that the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. And we praise God for the opportunity that we have to be able to worship with you and to connect with you. As many of you are familiar with, we have an intentional time of prayer that we implement in our services, that we have an opportunity to encounter the presence of the living God. You know, I'm reminded this morning of a quick passage of Scripture found in the latter part of Matthew chapter 7 that tells us of this wise and this foolish builder that built these two separate houses. And one of these houses was built on sand, and one of these houses was built on rock. When the rain came and the storms came, the house that was built on sand collapsed. But when the rain came and the storms came against the house that was built on the rock, it stayed standing. And I think that the implication is very clear for you and me that we're called to build on things that last, not the things of this world that will pass. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is an opportunity to build our lives on the only thing that lasts. Though things may change in this world, the promises, the presence, and the truth of God's word never changes. And so here's what I want to invite you to do. Would you say yes to whatever the Lord's calling you to do and, and how he's calling you to respond in prayer? Maybe it's coming down to this altar and kneeling at the altar. Maybe it's standing in your seat, or maybe you're watching online and it's kneeling in your living room. However the Lord is leading you, would you respond? Would you take this time to pray with me? I invite you. Lord, we're so grateful that we have the opportunity to respond to your goodness and your presence. Though the things of this world may change, Lord, we praise you that your promises, your presence, and your power never does. And so, Lord, I pray that in this moment that we would examine our hearts and lives and see if we're building on things that last or things that pass. Lord, I pray that your spirit would continue to move mightily in this place. I pray that you would anoint and empower Todd to deliver your truth. And, Lord, I pray that you would continue to be glorified through all that's said and done in this service. I praise you that, God, you're an available and on-time and all-knowing, all-present God. You're a God that's not distanced from our needs and our problems, but a God that's right in the midst. And so, Lord, we praise you for your promises, your promises to provide, your promises to give wisdom, your promises to love us, your promises of a sound mind and of a peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for your promises of rest for our troubled souls. Thank you for your promises to make us more than conquerors, your promises of victory, hope, authority, freedom, restoration, and promises to work all things out for good and your glory. Thank you for your promises to be a friend, a father, a refuge and strength, a present help in time of need. Thank you for your availability, your understanding, and for being an on-time God. Thank you for the promise of a hope-filled eternity when we give ourselves fully to you. Thank you for promising to save us and to cleanse us when we repent and fully turn to you. Thank you for being true to your promises, that you're a God that's true. May we be true and faithful to respond to you today and how you're leading us. Lord, continue to remind us of your great truths and promises throughout this service. And we thank you for your presence that's sufficient and available, that's tangible and powerful. Thank you that your presence still performs miracles, signs, wonders, and healings. Lord, we pray that you would heal and restore marriages and families, bring a peace, heal bodies of illnesses. When you show up, things change. The lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind see, the hopeless find hope, the restless find rest, the needy find sufficiency. So we're asking that as we come and worship you today, your presence and radiance, your glory would do a wonderful work in this place. Thank you for your presence that's done a great work through Forks over the last 233 years, Lord. Thank you, God, for your presence with us today. We don't have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but one who's been tested in every way and understands. 
May we be fixed and focused on your presence in this moment. May every attack and distraction of the enemy fall away in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your power and glory. May we exalt you in a way today that's worthy. May we praise you today and be drawn closer to your grace. Thank you for blessing this church for so many years. Today we're thankful to praise you and to lift your name up. We give you praise and honor for the good things in our life, knowing that they've come from you. We give you praise for the many lives that have been impacted in this place for your glory. We turn our eyes from our problems and distractions this morning to praising you, our faithful and powerful God. We praise you for a church family we can gather together with each week that exudes love. We praise you for a place of belonging, and we praise you this day that you have made. May we rejoice and be glad in it as you've called us. We love you. We trust you. We thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray, everybody said. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> thank you, Leighton, for that powerful prayer, and thank you for being here today, whether you're here in person or watching on live stream. We are grateful that you are worshiping with us. And if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Psalm chapter 40, Psalm chapter 40, and as you're doing that, I'm grateful that our choir, look at that, choir loft is almost full today. It's great to see, yes. It's great to see you here, and our instrumentalists will be coming to lead us after the reading of God's Word, beginning with verse 1 of Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. What a great message and song. And he is faithful to you and to me. And I pray that we would all be faithful to him who is so faithful to us. I always like to share a little humor with you on uh, at the beginning of a message. Uh, did y'all know what the bald guy said that was given uh, to him a comb for his birthday? He said, thanks, I will never part with it. <laughs> a man... <laughs> a, <laughs> A man, a man went to the doctor and he said, Doctor, doctor, why is it that I get heartburn every time I eat birthday cake? He said, try taking off the candles first. <laughs> the late great comedian Bob Hope said that uh, you know you're getting old when it costs more uh, for the candles than it does the cake. Birthdays have always been special in the Lester home. My wife, Kelly, as I've shared with you before, has loved celebrating birthdays with our family, with our children. She'll begin saying and singing happy birthday extravaganza a week prior to your birthday. It's an extravaganza. It's funny, she's been doing that so long that my children have no idea when their birthday really is. <laughs> They'll say, is my birthday today? Is it today? I, but to say happy birthday is a time where we reflect on our beginning, but we also see how far we have come. When we have a birthday, we all should say, thank you, God, for giving us another year. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you more. Thank you that I can make a difference for your kingdom. As Bill and Leighton already shared, we are celebrating our church's birthday, God's church's birthday, 233 years. Not everybody can say that. How about we sing happy birthday, Forks of Elkhorn? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Forks of Elkhorn. And God bless you. Happy birthday to you and many more. Amen. We have something to celebrate today. You know, birthdays are not to be regretted. We are to rejoice with every birthday, to have another year to make a difference, to celebrate God's faithfulness. And we would all agree that some years are better than others. We would all agree with that. Some years have been better than others. But through it all, through God's faithfulness, we keep on keeping on. That's what we've had to do this whole past year, isn't it? We've had to learn to keep on keeping on, regardless of our circumstance. As I prayed for God's direction for a message today, Psalm 40 may not seem like a typical homecoming type passage. But I believe the Lord led me to this passage as we see David, who's a man after God's own heart, who was praying 
For when troubles were abound or around him, we don't know specifically what his troubles were. We know if you were to read on to verse 12 that they were occasioned by his sin in his life. And we could all probably talk about problems we've had that has been as a result of our sin. But David not only is crying out for help, but in these first three verses that we share today, he's thanking God for his past mercies. He's basically saying, thank you, God, that you've always been there for me. No matter what, you're always there. And I want to share that with all of you. God is always there and here for you and for me. And God sure has been with this church for 233 years. Today, you might be here and you don't feel like celebrating. Maybe you find it hard to sing because you're hurting, you're grieving, you're suffering, you're searching, you're looking for answers that you have not yet found. And yet, God is with us and we can still find peace and hope and love Next week, I hope you'll come back, we'll finish out our sermon series, The Summit of Joy. But for today, I pray that we would look at these passages of scriptures and how they can help us to celebrate God's faithfulness, to persevere by faithfulness through another year. And we do that when we can all grow to have patience to have patience. David said in verse 1 of Psalm 40, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. Why is it that when we were young, we couldn't wait to be older? When you would ask a child, how old are you? I'm four and a half. I'm 10 and a half. I can't wait to be 16. I can't wait to be 18. I can't wait to be 21. But yet, when we get old, we wish we were young again. I don't go around saying, I'm 54 and a half. When people ask me, how old are you? I'm 54 uh, in six months. But the fact is, we all have had to wait for special times in our lives. But when David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, he turned to me and heard my cry. He was talking about God's faithfulness through a past hardship or trouble. And there were many of those in David's life. We can see our faces in his story, and we all have our stories of our own troubles. Think about in Psalm chapter 6, verse 3, when David said, My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? But then he would go on to say in verse 9, the Lord has heard my cry. The Lord accepts my prayer. You better believe that the Lord accepts your prayer and my prayer today. And maybe you've been asking, how long? And maybe you've been waiting for God to give you an answer. It's possible that you're here and you, like me and all of us, could not wait for COVID to be over. And just today, before the service, before the 8.30, John Witt, the chairman of our safety and risk management team, shared with me, Todd, I think 
We're about through this. I think we've made it. Praise God we have come through this. Now, we've suffered and had loss along the way. But God has been faithful to help us. So maybe you're here and you've been waiting to find love in your life. Maybe you've been waiting for the perfect job. Maybe you've been waiting for God's direction and for God's plan. Maybe God is teaching us patience. And know this, that God's timing is perfect. And we read what Isaiah said in that familiar passage, Isaiah 40, 31, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. So we know that God is with us and he strengthens us even while we're waiting. And maybe God is preparing you or preparing that person or preparing that job. And at just the right time, it's going to come to fruition. But it's in God's timing. Do you need patience today? Would you say that's something that you need in your life? We could all probably say, yes, I'm one of them that need patience. I know some of you all, some of y'all were honking at me on the way to church today when I'm kidding you. But the fact is, God has blessed this church and so many people have seen God work by being patient. I've shared this story with you before, but it's too good not to share, especially on our homecoming, on our birthday, on our anniversary. Years ago when this church was beginning to grow and, and we were beginning to build. You've heard me share about one of our faithful remnant who helped keep the doors open when we were across the street. Nola Reed, a faithful choir member, a faithful Sunday school teacher, had been a member of this church for years and years and years, had seen the good and the bad and the ugly throughout the years, Nola, who always sang with a big smile on her face in the choir. Nola, I can remember like yesterday, gathered with me and some of those faithful remnant over in the parking lot of the little church, the chapel, when this church was being built. And our first Sunday was in December of 2003. So this was probably in 2002 when we stood over there. And why was it so significant? We were watching the steeple be placed upon this sanctuary, upon this church. I can still see Nola's face glistening with tears running down. She said, Todd, I prayed and prayed and prayed that God would grow this church. And I prayed and asked him that I would live to see the day when we would have to build and when we would grow. And she said, I'm thankful I got to live to see it. And we all cried together, thanking God for his faithfulness in building this, his church. But Noah said, I prayed and prayed and prayed. I'm going to encourage you to continue to pray and pray and pray. Don't give up on finding love. Don't give up on your situation changing. Don't give up on that work situation. Don't give up on whatever it is you're going through. God has a plan, and his timing is perfect. A lady leaving after the early service, one of our members, Sheila Sherrard, said that her daughter has a shirt that says, I'm always late. 
Then underneath it, it said, but God's always on time. And he is. We serve an on-time God. And today, maybe God's saying we need to be patient. David said, I waited patiently on the Lord. He turned to me, and he heard my cry. But then, secondly, we understand that sometimes we all go through pits in life. We have pits. David said, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud, and out of the mire. The slimy pit, that's a a vivid imagery when it talks about slimy pit and mud and mire. These are images of distress and problems. And maybe, again, in your life today, you are going through a pit. David was familiar with pits. If you would read over in Psalm chapter 30, verse 1, it said, He lifted me up out of the pit. And then he would go on to say in verse 3 that he raised me up from the grave and stopped me from going down into the pit. David was familiar with pit. Are you in a pit today? What is your pit? Is it possible that your pit is a health issue? You have been plagued with a health issue and you feel like you're in a pit. Is it possible that your pit is that you lost a loved one and the grief is so great you feel that you're in a pit? Is it possible that your pit is that you were betrayed by some friends who left you behind? Maybe your pit is a spouse that's been unfaithful. Maybe your pit is the loss of a job. Maybe your pit is a rebellious child. Maybe your pit is not knowing the future that God has in store for you. We've all been in the pit before. Some of God's faithful people have been in the pit. Think about in Genesis chapter 37. Remember Joseph, who was given the coat of many colors by his father, and his brothers were jealous and they envied him? What did they do to Joseph? They threw him in an old cistern or in a pit. Eventually would sell him into slavery, And he would go on to be second in command in Egypt. And he would go on when the famine came to save not only his family, but his nation. And God had him at the right place at the right time. And I'm sure he didn't understand why he was in the pit. But yet God would promote him to a place of power and would use him in a mighty way to save his people. I think about others who have been in the pit. Look at Paul one of the greatest men of all of God's word in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he was in a cold, dark Roman dungeon, cistern, prison, awaiting execution, and it would have been easy for for Paul to have thrown in the town, given up when his head was on the chopping block, literally. But yet, what did Paul say in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me, not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. I guess you could say that Jesus Christ was in a pit, in a tomb, when he died on the cross for you and me. And they thought they had defeated him. But three days later, we read in Matthew 28, 6, they said, he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. They couldn't keep him 
entombed. And know this, the devil cannot defeat us unless we allow him to. And I pray today that whatever pit you're in, that God will raise you up. This church has gone through many pits through the years. I mean, I'm talking about from attacks early on in the wilderness. I'm talking about through epidemics, as you saw on the screen. Multiple times our church has burned a couple times to the ground. Our church has had preachers to come and go. And, and this church has gone through a lot of difficult and challenging times and pits. As a matter of fact, years ago, when I was praying about God's will and direction for my life, I was a youth minister at Alton Baptist in Lawrenceburg. When the church had contacted me, I told you I was praying, and Melanie Benassi told me to, to call me right when I had just been praying during the halftime of a UK game, walking my dog, and, and I was just praying for God to give me a sign. She called, and I asked if I would submit a resume. She said, we don't have a pastor. We don't have a minister of music. We don't have a youth minister. Would you be interested in any of the three? True story. And when I said, I'm praying about it, I'm praying about it. You know what I had other ministers to tell me around town? You don't want to go to that church. It's dying. They're stuck. And when I think about they were stuck, I couldn't help but think about as a Young person, our youth group went over to Wilmore, Kentucky, to Ichthus. Remember that great festival, music festival outside at Wilmore, Kentucky? And we went over, we happened to be there the year it was Ick Mud. And man, it was mud all over the place. And wouldn't you know it, our bus got stuck in the mud. And our tires were spinning, but we weren't going anywhere. So we macho guys got out of the bus and, and pressed these. Go, we're going to push that. Well, we started pushing that. We pushed and we prayed. We pushed. And that mud was <laughs> hitting us in the face. And then we all just got out of the bus, started mud wrestling. But that's another story. But anyway, it was hitting us in the face. And we were going. And finally, we got out. I'd be willing to say some of you are here today and your tires have been spinning, but you haven't been going anywhere. You are stuck in the mud and the mire and in the pit. A year before I came to pastor this church, and I'm honored. Y'all know what these carnations represent, these red carnations? Has, have any of y'all tried to count them since you've been sitting out there during the sermon? As Ernest T. Bass would say, they're 50 right here. But you know what these represent? These represent pastors that have served at this church. I'm the 50th red carnation to be a part of this great history. I'm honored. And I think about how God has brought us. I think about the interim pastor that was here a year before I came, Dr. D.M. Aldridge former president of Clear Creek Bible College down in Pineville. And you know what he challenged the church to do through those pits and lean and difficult times? To come together, to have unity, and to keep on praying. 
And that's what we all have to do. We have to always be together, be united. I was just telling a friend this week, life's too short to be divided. Life's too short to argue. We have enough stresses without the other extra junk. And when we push and we pray, God can do some amazing things. I'm thankful for the faithful who have pushed and prayed and been united to move this church forward in faith as the choir was uh, singing earlier today. That God has a plan for us. And know that we go through pits, but then praise God, he brings us to a place. David said that you brought me out of this slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. You set my feet on a rock and you gave me a firm place to stand. You put a new song in my mouth of him of praise to God. And I'm so grateful that he gives us a place to stand in this beautiful place. But we know who our rock is. He placed, my support I left out, he placed my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. David said in Psalm 18:1, the Lord is my rock. He is my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock. And I'm so grateful today, as Leighton, you shared, that we are built on the rock, the firm foundation. Jesus is our cornerstone. And he helps us to stand through the pits and the challenges and the storms of life. When some give up, we keep on standing. As a matter of fact, David said in Psalm 90, verse 1, the Lord has been our dwelling place throughout the generations. I love that passage. The Lord has been our dwelling place throughout the generations. And know today that we have something to be thankful for. I can't tell you how glad I am to see people in the pews. Did you know that Bill and I and our musicians for several months during this pandemic, we did services as if you all were here how hard it was to sing and to preach your heart out, and there was nobody out here. But I shared at the early service the amount of laughter after my joke was the same as it is when it was full. <laughs> as a matter of fact, a couple of Sundays we used a laugh track and piped in laughter. And then I felt guilty about that, and we stopped doing it. But, but the fact is, I love, and I've heard so many of you all say, we have watched faithfully on live stream, and some of you all still are, and that's great. But I've heard so many people say, it cannot compare to what it's like being in person together. Being able to worship together, being able to sing. I had someone after the early service to say, you know, at home when we do the praise songs and the hymns, sing, I, you know, I might just tap my foot or sing along, but... I found myself here today really opening up and singing. And as I shared at the early service, if you don't like singing, then you better get over because we're going to be doing a lot of it in heaven. And I know some of you all say, well, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. We're to make a joyful noise and thank God 
we'll get new bodies and new voices in heaven. But we have something to praise God about. That's why the psalmist said in Psalm 100, verse 1, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to God and praise his name. I mean, that's a theme that runs all through scriptures. We are to praise God, sing and praise to him. Ephesians 5, uh, verses 18 and 19, Paul said, Let us be filled with the Spirit. Greet one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Make music and be glad in your heart, giving thanks to God for everything, to God the Father and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are to give thanks in all things. Do we have something to be thankful for today? How about our salvation? The second part of of verse 3 is, many will see and hear and put their trust in God. Many will see and hear and put their trust in God. Have you done that today? Have you put your faith and trust in God? He's our only hope. He's our only hope. I shared, and I'd like to close with this, I shared earlier that one service when it was concluded at the old church, and maybe you've heard me share this, when we built this church, and if you watched the walking tour this past Wednesday, you would have found out that our front foyer is about a foot all the way around larger than our little sanctuary across the street. You could set our little sanctuary in our front foyer. And when we built this church, we wanted to have a nice size foyer because over there we just had a little bitty tiny foyer. So when church was over, if it was inclement weather, people would just leave. But if it was pretty weather, people would visit outside. But we love to fellowship with one another, and that's why worship is so important together, corporate worship. And so when we built this church, we wanted the, the foyer to be large enough for people to visit and share and talk with one another. But years ago, before we had a new foyer across the street, after church, some people were lingering, and what happened is like, the Holy Spirit started moving. And we were just singing where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. But it's like revival started breaking loose. There was a mix of folks. And we all just eventually just sat down in the pews after a service. We were just spread out. And people started sharing their testimony. I'm going through a divorce. I lost my job. I'm struggling with an addiction. I'm battling depression. And I remember we all started sharing our story and the tears began to flow. Then I remember one of the folks that were there, this lady with tears running down her face, she said, but you know what? It's like God has created a mosaic, which you know is a beautiful piece of art with pieces of glass or, or stone or tile that come together to form a beautiful picture. It's like God has brought all these broken pieces together to form this beautiful place that we so love here. 
Isn't that a beautiful picture of what God's church is? We're a bunch of broken pieces who come together to form the family of God. And I know that God can take whatever's ugly in your life and turn it into something beautiful for his glory. But you have to be willing to put your trust in him. Have you done that today? The Bible says that Jesus is the only way. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Once you put your trust in him today? Maybe you're a Christian and you've grown complacent or grown cold or bitter towards someone. Someone, don't expect God to bless your life if you're living in odds with someone. Sometimes we've had to learn that the hard way. God wants to bless you, you've got to make things right. Maybe you're a Christian and you need to make wrongs right and come back to him today. Maybe you've been looking for a place to belong for years. This church has been called a field hospital for the sin sick and hurting, not a club for the righteous. We're all fellow strugglers, and we all need medicine, and the best medicine is Jesus and placing our faith in him. We'd love for you to be a part of what God is doing. And so today, whatever you're going through, God can put a new song in your heart. But you have to open it up to him. He's not going to kick it down. You got to be willing to open your heart and allow him to come in as we pray together. God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. Lord, you have been faithful throughout the generations. You have been our dwelling place, and you continue to be. Lord, this is a special church. As we have sung so many times through the years, we are standing on holy ground. And I know that there are angels all around. Let us praise Jesus now, for we are standing in his presence on holy ground. And Father, today, if someone is here and they've never given their heart and life to Jesus, they've never put their trust in you, oh God, may this be the day that they would confess their sin, ask for forgiveness, and invite you to come in. And your mercy, God, will be sufficient in your grace. Lord, maybe there are Christians that have been in the pit, their wheels have been spinning, but they haven't gone anywhere. Lord, give them the Boldness today to, to allow you to come in and help them recommit, rededicate this new chapter in their lives. Or Father, maybe folks have been looking for a church, a place to belong, a place where the Spirit of the Lord is and we find freedom. Lord, I pray you would bring new family members, God, to join us in this great history. And Lord, we believe that you still have great things up ahead for us as we are coming through. And God, we need one another to rebuild after this pandemic. And Father, I pray that we would be faithful to you as you have been faithful to us. Thank you for being patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 
Give us the courage to come in just a moment, God, and we'll give you all glory in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing a hymn of commitment, invitation hymn, and if you've never given your life to Jesus, and you say, I don't know what to do, all you have to do is come and say, I want Jesus, and I will pray with you. A simple prayer that you can begin this lifelong eternal journey. Or maybe you're a Christian, again, you've been in the pit, and now you want to get out of it. And you want to come and recommit your life to Christ. He will love you and strengthen you through his spirit. Or maybe, again, you want to be a part of a church family. We'd love to have you to be a part of what God has done and is continuing to do. However the Holy Spirit leads, I'm going to invite you to come as we stand and sing, The Savior is Waiting. just for a moment and I'm going to ask you to direct your attention to the screens for a special presentation. Today is the first Sunday, official Sunday, for our new associate pastor, minister of music, Bill Adcock and his wife Linda. And at this time I'm going to ask if they both would stand and let them see our love and, and, and appreciation for them being here.
Bill is a graduate of University of Tennessee, but you notice what color tie he's wearing today. It is blue. And so I told him part of the prerequisite in coming that he had to be a big blue fan. So, Bill, we're glad to see that you wised up, but he has an orange Bible. We'll have to work on that. And I want to thank you for such a warm welcome you have given me this week. Even though I came in Monday and my office was clad in blue from top to bottom. I, I trust that you have seen some of those pictures, but I, I know it's just a sign of your support and your love, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you for, for that, and I thank God this morning that he has brought us together.
thank you. If you'd be seated for a moment. I was so thankful probably around 16 years or so ago that we were looking for a minister of music slash associate pastor. And my brother Terry, who was pastor at the time in London, said there's this guy over in Somerset that I think he could fit all the things that you're looking for. Great musician, he can preach, he does counseling. I think he would be a great asset to your church. And Bill, I didn't say this at the early service. I sent my mom and dad and my Uncle Russell and Aunt Betty to Somerset to scout Bill out. <laughs> they set up in the balcony and they came back and said what a great job he did. And so we were praying. I contacted Bill. We met to eat over at the Chop House in Lexington off of Nicholasville Road. I don't even know if it's open anymore. I think we closed it down. But I remember that I wore an orange sweater to that luncheon. Knowing Bill was a Tennessee fan. No, I didn't, I didn't plan it. It just happened to be that way. But we talked and we prayed, and then God would bring Bill and Linda to this church. Can't believe 15 years. Ben, Bill has been a faithful servant to God and to this church and a friend to me. And Bill and I have uh, made many visits together, and he's been a listening ear and sounding board to me. Um, without me laying down on the couch, I've told him a lot of junk through the years. But I appreciate your friendship, Bill, your love of the Lord and for his church. So grateful today that Bill and Linda have uh, two of their grandchildren with them. It's great to have uh, Hayes and Rush. And uh, boys, I'm going to ask you all to stand up along with Linda, Bill's wife. Would you all stand with, so we can just show our love for you? All of you stand up and show our love for you. Bill, I'm going to ask you and Linda, and the boys are welcome to come. Uh, Teresa Lewis, who's one of the faithful choir members and in our music ministry, has a special presentation to give you. Step up. invited to send cards to my address, my mail lady thinks I'm sick or already dead I'm, I'm <laughs> with all the cards that have been coming into my mailbox. But so many people love you and appreciate you and think so much of you, and, and certainly I am right there in the middle of them. And so when Todd asked me to put this together, I also put a scrapbook together, some pictures of things that have happened in those 15 years that you've been here. A lot has happened in your life. Mm -hmm. You married off two daughters, and you became that wonderful thing that we all know as grandparents. And so there are several pages in here that Speaking I'm sorry, to the mic. I'm, I'm not used to that. So anyway, this is for you, you, just to let you know how much we appreciate you and love Thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Not yet. And then, Bill, just a small token of our love and appreciation to you and Linda. I want to present you with the gift from the church family, just a 
small token of how much you mean to us. And again, we love you and thank you so much for following God's lead and bringing you to this place. And so at this time, if you want to share something, be great. I know, I know everybody's ready for lunch, so I'm going to be very brief. You took a chance 15 years ago on this vertically challenged, not so horizontally challenged, <laughs> white-haired man. I'm the one who has been blessed by I and my family. It has been one of the greatest blessings in our lives. And uh, to look back and say there are four church families in the state of Kentucky that we've been honored to serve with, and this one certainly is at the very top. So thank you all. Thank you for your friendships. Thank you for your support. Uh, thank you for your wisdom. Um, you have been uh, great influences in our lives through these 15 years. And we have done a lot of visits together. Todd never knows what I'm going to say. And I'm sure he's cringed at times thinking, oh, what's Bill going to say? But I tell you, I love you. We love you. And I love this staff and I love this man. And um, I'm grateful and honored to be part, to have been part for 15 years. Thank you very much. Love you. Love you too. I'm going to invite Bill and Linda and boys, would you all mind to go out in the foyer and make sure as you're leaving to show your love and appreciation to them. I've had the honor of serving with Bill 15 years. I think Bill, the longest of any of your uh, former churches and pastors. And uh, could you believe how young Bill and I looked in that video up there? <laughs> Somebody leaving after the early service said, wow, you had a lot of hair. So that was before all of you came. But anyway, <laughs> just kidding. We're going to go out of this place celebrating today. And again, God bless you. Uh, there will no be dis no discussion questions today. I hope you'll join us at 2.30 at Frankfurt Cemetery as we place a wreath on our founding father's grave. It's in the back of Frankfurt Cemetery at the DAR lot. It's a very brief presentation. Uh, David Nance, who did an outstanding job with our presentation on Wednesday, does a great job with the facts that you saw prior to the service. Appreciate Jessica Schweitzer bringing that presentation together, as well as Wednesday nights. It truly is a team effort. But I hope you'll join us again at 2.30 at the back of Frankfurt Cemetery for a brief presentation. Don't forget, next Sunday we begin Restart Sunday School. And so we're still in need of some children's teachers. If you would be willing to volunteer as a teacher in our children's ministry, contact the office or Mike Perry or one of our Sunday school staff. We need your help as we restart. And we need actually a couple of classes, adult class teachers as well. So be praying about it. And if you feel like this is your calling, we'd love to talk with you about it. But thank you so much for celebrating with us today. Uh, and someone once said, the best is yet to come. So we trust in the Lord. We're going to sing a closing song. Let's give praise to God before we go out of this place.